Hey everybody, welcome to Carnival of Randomness, and we usually do this at the studio, but this got so scary this year, our host fled to Syracuse to a gig. <laughs> so we're Zooming it over at our Zoom Master, Patrick. Mm-hmm. What do you want, the Zoom Master, the Zoom Wizard, the... Uh, uh, you know, the, the Master of Zoom Ceremonies, whatever you want to call me. The Zoomologist, Zoomologist. Be Stan Merrill, what we used to call him, <laughs> the college. Professor but one of our things I've always liked since starting the show is we've been very lucky to find some very good people during Halloween time that we just fell into working with. And they've done some challenges because of, well... 2020 was kind of interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, you know, but a little bit it's weird. coming up again, and we're going to talk about, we're very glad to have our good friend Tom Gleason here, and hello, Tom, first Zoom Hi, yes, thank you for having me on. And I want to go back a little to how did, this is, of course, it was the Screen Fist, is it how, what's it officially called this year? So now it has expanded into what we're calling Hamlin's Halloween-a-thon. So this whole thing started as the School of Screams back in 2006. Uh, Patty Jo uh, started it. She was the recreation director in Hamlin at the time. And she started it off by haunting a single hallway for a little kid that was sad because he was missing out on the haunted hayride that year. And now over the last 15 years, it's grown into a whole month-long event. Yeah, could you tell us a little, yeah. little more about how did you get involved in this and come to you know start doing it? Were you involved? Did you haunt the kid? <laughs> no, actually, uh, I was in Ithaca when they, they started this whole likely thing. Likely story, I, likely story, Tom. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was the Halloween man of Spencer, New York. Not Spencer Port, uh-huh. but Spencer, down south of Ithaca. I would haunt my yard, and we'd have 500 trick-or-treaters going through. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a really popular thing, but I got worried that someone might trip in my yard and sue me. So I decided <laughs> to stop my yard haunt. And figured I would attach myself eventually to a charity. And when I relocated back here to Rochester, this is the area that I'm from originally, um, over a, you know, a couple of years of living here, I met the folks at Hamlin. I, I think I was at the fourth year that they did School Screams, attended as a customer. And uh, my daughter, Kyra, uh, absolutely fell in love with it. And she said, I want to do this next year. So we got involved as volunteers in the fifth year. So this is actually our 10th year uh, with the town of Hamlin doing something. And um, when they reached their uh, their 10th year of doing the School of Screams, uh, we saw a need to change. And we dropped the haunted house and we switched it over to the Scream Fest Festival, making a, a more family-friendly, all-ages experience. And then, of course, COVID came along. Yeah, I was going to say, and... <laughs> all of a sudden, we're rolling along. We're yeah. doing the festival. We're going, it's going great. It's going. Yep. They're, then they're coming to get you, Barbara, in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yeah. actually, last year we had you know Greg on and everything. I think you really adopted in a good way you did something and i think thing too and you can explain what you did last year in a second i think kids needed it especially being you know they were used to wearing masks but yeah. not in a fun way <laughs> right 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 but you had a yeah, drive-through so last year we did so we did a socially distant drive-through uh various organizations and families volunteered their time to put on scenes this way the people that were in the scenes they were people that were normally around each other less chance for covid to spread and it was all outdoors so the public was driving through in their cars and they would see these various scenes some of them were silly some of them were a little bit more on the spooky side and then at the end of it they would uh, see their friend chaos the clown and then they would get a bag of treats so it was a chance for kids that it was on halloween itself we knew that you know people were probably going to be missing out on trick-or-treating so this was their chance to have a memorable halloween event and the kids to get some treats yeah i had zero trick-or-treaters i believe (laughs) and i even had a social i put a bowl out even just said you know, just take whatever you want. Yeah, it's all I, free. I never have any. I, <laughs> I live in the end of a dead end street where there's not a lot of kids. Now, I miss that. Now, that's the thing. We'll just talk a little about Halloween. I think, like, I've been reading Tom Robbins' Tibetan Beach Pie book again. He's one of my favorite authors. And he talks about Halloween when he was a youth, how much a big thing it is. And obviously, with memory, we make more out of it than it probably was. But it seemed like everybody was out. And it was all just great. It seemed like we were out till one, even though we were all trying till 1830. Right. It just seemed like in my neighborhood, it seemed like over the years is like no one. 
like maybe 10 years ago when I quit doing the door at the bar because Halloween at the bar is a little different than Halloween trick-or-treating dealing with the customers. Yeah. Right. It's, we used to have people, one house had a haunted house like you did, and the same thing, the tripping reason was why they stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, but it would pack the street by me. I would put devil horns on my dog and go out. <laughs> Do you think like it depends a lot where you are that it's in pockets? Like I don't know, like by your house, you're not home probably. Do you get the kids or do you I've heard friends say they get like two hundred people coming down? Because they place in Aranda quite where they like have a little Halloween stuff. I know my friends live by there. Is it just depends where you are, basically, maybe? Oh, absolutely. Uh I now live in Spencerport. Uh, I've been here for the last five years, six years, and um, there's not many trick-or-treaters out here. It's it's mostly um, the residents here are mostly on the older side, not a lot of kids here. But, but there's still some enthusiastic uh, people that decorate their yards, and there's those folks that put out their bowls of candy on the stoop in the hopes that somebody might come by and they might get a trick-or-treater or two, but it's, it's not very populated here. Yeah, we so. had, I think a lot of the kids on our street go to parties. They take them okay. to school parties and stuff like that. And I think that's how it goes there. But that's why the need for screen fest and stuff and everything. And yeah. now, can you talk a little about the challenges of putting this together? Like over the years, you have to get all the guests, do all the stuff. I know how just getting guests for this and giving them cancel at the last minute with something is, uh, oh, yeah, you know how it is. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, plus the elements. I remember the one year I was supposed to do yoga in the morning. We canceled and it was pouring out. We got it in though. <laughs> remember that it rained during the morning that one year? Oh, of years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, the biggest thing with uh, Scream Fest is it's a very volunteer driven event. And so like that day you're talking about when it was like really raining heavily, um, you know, some of the volunteers kind of went, oh, and backed out. And, but we still managed to pull it off. But you know, really having those people in there helping us make this thing happen, that is really vital, that the community participation aspect of things. And we'll make sure and, to get all the links if you want to help out and everything. Oh, so you can absolutely. We're always looking for more. Plus, you need somebody else besides yours truly to be one of the judges from the costume contest. I can't, oh, yeah. give, I can't give the little kids less than a seven, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> And my ears have been blown out by the best scream over the years. <laughs> yeah, we've had a number of uh, fun uh, judges out there. We've had uh, some uh, some of the ladies from Rock City Roller Derby. Yep. We've had uh, Rob Witchman, the, the film producer. And, uh, of course, Chaos as our MC. And um, well, at the last Scream Fest, along with you guys, we also had uh, Michael Del Rosa, the special effects guy. Yeah. But those kids, they could scream, and the smaller they are, the more they scream, I find out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They can pack a punch at that age. But for this year now, this is different, as you said. It's your Halloween. It's going to be over the whole month of October, isn't it? So, yeah. Uh, what's funny is that when I initially pitched the idea of uh, doing Scream Fest uh, to Anki, uh, the Hamlin Recreation Director, um, I used the example of uh, a town called Anoka, Minnesota, because she said, hey, we're not Sleepy Hollow, New York. We're not Salem, Massachusetts. I said, no, but we can be Anoka. And I explained this, the history of Anoka. And uh, they're in their hundredth year of doing Halloween events there. Uh, and the uh, the town basically did it to address uh, vandalism that was happening on Halloween. So they started up a parade, tried channeling the kids' creative energy in a positive direction, and it led to them being declared the Halloween capital of the world by Congress and uh, has led to all kinds of tourism in that area for them. And it's expanded into a whole month-long uh, event. And when I pitched that idea at Anki, she's like, there's no way we're going to be doing a whole month of events. Well, here we are five <laughs> years later, and we're doing a whole <laughs> month of events, and uh, it stemmed from COVID. Uh, last year, um, we had that haunt, that uh, Hamlin's Horrible drive through which is now uh, coming back again this year, but now it's Hamlin's Haunted Highway. And I, I, uh, I, I envision it as, for people who haven't seen it, I envision it as like a scary Christmas light show type of thing with the ornaments. And the, it is a little bit like, like that. Like yeah, the it, drive through light show. It, it is kind of like that, but since you've got all these different families and organizations sponsoring their own area, it's not going to be like a consistent, you know, same thing all the way through. Each person is bringing their own thing to this. It's almost like that old fable of stone soup where all the townsfolk come together and they each add an ingredient mm -hmm. to the pot. 
that's what's happening. Yeah, you can have my car keys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, after seeing the performance of last year's thing, uh, Patty Joe, who's now the town clerk, uh, took on the Haunted Highway as her baby. And she's running that. Um, the Hamlin Recreation and the Friends of Hamlin Rec uh, are overseeing these other events. I'm still the chairman for uh, Scream Fest, which will be hopefully returning in 2022. That's our aim. Um, this year, I'm going to be in charge of Fright Night, uh, which is going to be an interactive drive-in horror movie experience starring that old William Castle classic, House on Haunted Hills. Nice, nice. Price. Yeah. You, you know the story about John Waters used to tell it because William Castle was the gimmick master, a Murgo or whatever, where they would have the skeleton go across. A hundred percent. And I guess they used to throw stuff at it; it would get stuck. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, so we're going to be going uh, with Super Emergo because Emergo was just simply the end of the movie. Something coming at you. This entire film, things are going to be going on around the vehicles <laughs> and around the people if they're sitting in the chairs outside. So, awesome. yeah. And yes. I think it's a, you know, it's a safe movie for kids too. Yeah. It's, you know, it was, it was terrifying for 1959. There's still yeah. some good jump scares for modern audiences. I've seen uh, folks attend it still jump at this one point with a witch that suddenly appears in the film. Yeah. Um, and it's got some good little spooky moments, but overall, you know, it's, it's kind of silly fun. It's, it's almost, you know, Disney level compared to what's out there nowadays. Well, Vincent Price, the master of it. She's my wife. She wants to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the deadpan and everything. Oh yeah, that, absolutely. You know, yeah. it's just, it's yeah. a fun, but it's a fun. It's like, it's, I think it brings out the best of fifties horror where it's got scares, but it's fun too. Yeah, and everybody a... should relate to it it's yeah. it's no, there's no gore nobody really dies you know it, it's the whole thing so well we're not gonna part. tell you for anybody but, but yeah there's a huge i'm uh, glad you didn't take my offer of the green inferno as a suggestion <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that leave the kids at home for that one uh we're exploring uh basically each of these events that we're holding this year it's it's testing out to see what is popular with the community and maybe some things will change out for next year maybe some things that are even successful maybe we tweak them a little bit and see what happens next year we're talking about the possibility of doing something totally different for fright night next year already in advance and possibly making it a concert so uh, we'll we'll see how it goes i actually have an idea for you patrick should relate to this of one year we should talk to our friends you know what would be really good to stage for theater sometime? Shake's blood. It was this thing. MJ oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you explain it a little? Um, I, you know, it, 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 I, I, I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, but I heard uh, it was they did uh, you know, really other kind of morbid Shakespeare scenes, and they uh, they threw around blood, and uh, it was a uh, yeah, it was crazy. There's a guy dressed in a bear costume. It was yeah. on the Lux Star Alley. They got soaked the one night. We literally yeah. talked about MGB and a trooper. I'm like, yeah. you're going to get pneumonia. But it was a lot of fun, though, too. Yeah. We're not they like get it outside. They could it was like messy. really black comedy. And we're making it sound like it was just all gory, but it was lots of fun. Yeah. And everything. That would be something people would like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the, um, the first Super Emerjo showing we did of this was actually in a theater years ago. So we're actually repeating a performance, but we're modifying it for the drive-in. You drive have the Tingler seat to shock anybody? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do that, but we did do something similar to what Patrick was talking about. With uh, We had uh, squirt guns for when the blood was dripping in the movie. <laughs> and then we had a bucket that's, that was labeled blood, but it actually had confetti inside of it when we keep the running at the audience. With it. Trick, the exactly. Yep. So did you know, just <laughs> squirt guns with water and they yeah. would they would that's cool because it's the feeling you know it's yeah, just like, exactly. like oh my god and then they'll look and be like it's like the old one did you ever do like the haunted thing where you did the eye close the eyes and feel and use the peeled grace for eyeballs oh yeah i put uh, on my yeah. own haunted houses when i was a kid there were books and we would do stuff like that oh yeah this is the witch's guts etc this is the witch's eyeballs i remember all that that's oh cool yeah but what's up uh, talk a little about all the uh with the events i know you have a race 
which will zombie people. We're not going to run in it, but. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the uh, run for your Talk life. Talk you living dead. I were yeah. <laughs> so the run for your life 5K is a new event for this year. The guy that's running that, his name is Joel. And uh, he had a great idea for doing a 5K where zombies would pop out and terrorize the runners as they're on their course. And um, that is going to be happening on the 23rd of October. It's going to be from 5 to 7. Uh, there's a sign-up right now for it. Uh, currently, uh, as long as you sign up before, what is it, the 30th of September, um, there's a set pricing right now where it's $30 per runner and $12 per zombie. Uh, T-shirts are given to the participants. Um, T-shirts can't be guaranteed after the 30th and pricing also goes up uh, to 35 uh, for runners and 15 for zombies. I'm sure a lot of people will be dying to get in. <laughs> you know, actually, what we should do a little bit is go through, if you have it in front of you, you know it. Can you go through a little chronologically what the events are going to be? Absolutely. So but you're prepared because uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, so the first weekend of October when Screamfest would normally be happening, uh, we are holding a spooky rain barrel painting where we're going to be uh, taking rain barrels. We're going to be painting up as jack lanterns, and they will be used at Screamfests and other Hamlin Halloweenathon events to come. Okay, forgive the ignorance here. What exactly is a rain barrel, you know, Patrick? Rain barrel? Well, it's just yeah, a barrel it, that's filled with rain. I don't. No, it's it's a uh, you can uh, it's a thing people do. Um, you could you get a, a big big like uh, uh one of those like 50 gallon barrels 55 yeah. gallon barrels and they you put a little thing on it so it catches rainwater um oh, and, and you use it in your garden yeah. like that type of thing no just like rainwater actually yeah. just it just collects rainwater and you can use it to like uh you know um you know uh, uh hose your garden and stuff like that just use it as a water source for uh for uh you know gardening and stuff like that I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my daughter and I are actually taking a 55-gallon drum that we've got in the garage, and we're modifying it to look like one of the zombie containers from Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Why yeah. do you seem obsessed with this film? <laughs> oh, it's uh, the Living Dead series in general, George Romero stuff. I've that's I've been obsessed with that since a right young Right now, age. initially, I'm on a Dawn of the Dead kick is the best movie of the series, but I change all the time. There is a they lot the of fans satire, that say the that. Best that's satire, the yeah. You know, the best satire consumer culture. I kept looking at the mall during COVID, seeing cars drive through when it was closed. Kept saying, they're returning to what they know. <laughs> Yeah, and it was a very timely setting for him to use in the 70s. Malls were on the rise at that point. And, I mean, uh, at the time when he filmed that, uh, the very first food court in a mall was probably being built in Ithaca. Uh, the the mall out, out there, that was the home of the very first food court in America. Uh, mm. But I want to say it was like 1977, 78. And Dawn of the Dead came out 79, I think. Yeah, around there, around, because I went, my brother took me to the drive-in to see that and Day of the Dead double feature. I never saw it when it first came out. But yeah. I actually, I was going to a Pittsburgh Penguins game and I got lost years ago. I ended up in Zelenoble. I guess <laughs> I ended up by the mall. And I don't know yeah. if their farmhouse is still there or not. I mean, they should use it, obviously, as a tourist attraction if it is. Uh, the, the farmhouse from Night of the Living Dead is long gone. It's a sod farm. Uh, they tore it down. That's one of the reasons they were able to use it for Night of the Living Dead is because they could do anything they wanted to the house because it was yeah. going to get demoed anyways. Um, so there is a house that stands on the spot now. It's uh, private land. Uh, if you're lucky, you can sign up for a tour. There's a guy, uh, Lawrence DeVincent, also known as Larry the Legend. They uh, they have him give tours through the Living Dead weekend. And uh, thanks to him, I've been able to stand on the property where they filmed. And it was like going to Mecca for me. It's actually a very good book I read about it some years ago. They actually had Romero's original strip, Night of Anubis, in it. Yeah. And it was good to read. It was interesting. Actually, the original... The original hero was like a redneck truck driver. He was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The name stayed the same. It was still Ben, but yeah, he totally changed when they cast Dwayne Jones. They they changed the role to fit the actor because they knew that he was one of the best actors they were possibly going to land for that film. Yeah, yeah that's it was uh, one of the things that that Romero always said. It's like we didn't set out uh, to to cast an African American. He just was the best guy we had, and it worked out 
like a happy accident to make a further social commentary like yeah. you know is which which i always liked about that film and it it's it's always resonant unfortunately in a lot of ways yeah and in a way like the the best person in the film gets screwed at the end yeah oh yeah and uh if you look at the film too the hero really gets everyone else killed too his optimism <laughs> yeah. and trying to get everyone out there and uh if you look at the film most of the characters die by the means of something that they desired the uh oh. harry wanted the rifle he gets shot with the rifle he wanted to be in the basement he dies in the basement, the basement yeah. the thing he cared about was his daughter his daughter eats his arm um and it's the same with a lot of them uh to, yeah. Tom and Judy, you know, Judy, her thing was trying to save Tom. She ends up being the reason he gets killed. Yeah. And they're also desiring to get that car gassed up. And that also gets them killed. And then they find the key right down. Oh, yeah. But I remember Kira saying that the thing was, who else, what more fun can you have than to stab your parents to death? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was her comment about it. It's like, yep. that was great. What yeah. would you do? Like, suppose there was a zombie outbreak. Where would you want to be holed up? In your house or a mall? Or would you just want to wait it up? Or would you try to get somewhere? You know, funny enough, my yes, children are constantly having... Com- oh, yeah. My, my children are constantly <laughs> talking about this. And uh, I think they're always leaning towards a Walmart in their conversations. Because uh, it's got a variety of things. They get, they get the sporting goods so they can get the weapons and you yeah. know, tools and whatnot. There's that gardening area. So uh, you don't even just have the short term thinking of eating the groceries that's there. That'll buy you some time until you can actually plant gardens in that caged off garden area. And you have your rain, your sun in there and stuff. So they, they got it all planned out. And they're all on <laughs> discount prices, too. <laughs> you can wear so. your retro T-shirt of the day. It's like, I, you know, I confess I used to watch Dawson's Creek because it was on before Buffy. All I could think of was when Joey and Pacey get stuck in the Walmart the one night. <laughs> it has everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my, the, the younger generation's opinion is go for a store along those lines. You're raising them well. <laughs> you got the important things. It, it, it might be genetic, man. I don't know. They might have just done this even without my influence. <laughs> I think for all of us who are into Halloween, I think it's in the blood. Hell Somehow yeah. it just comes in. You're either a Halloween person or you're not a Halloween person. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, so uh, what's next coming up after the uh, the barrel? So the after barreling. the barrels, we have got three things that are happening on the 9th of October, starting at 9 a.m. Uh, the Candy Bowl football game starring the Hamlin Hornets and another team that I don't know who if it's been announced yet who the other team is. Going the way to the be. Vikings are playing, get them. um there's the cider cup soccer tournament uh and then there is uh, a blood drive that's being done uh by the red cross and it's got a vampire theme to it and you can sign up through the red cross's website because they do have to limit you know everyone to a certain appointment so that we can stop the spread of covid and everything so they have to be safe about it most of the event is being held outdoors but the blood drive is indoors but it's all being held all these events are being held at the town hall property at 1658 uh, lake road and that's one thing i'll say i've known tom and all these people they're good people for years and believe me you come down to this during this circuit it's gonna be very safe safe as we can make it with covid yes absolutely um and then uh the 16th of october is my baby uh fright night uh that is going to be the uh the drive-in movie we discussed earlier and that's gonna be starting at 7 30 p.m and uh you, it's up to you whether you want to be brave and bring some folding chairs and actually out get out there with the ghouls and mingle or if you want to <laughs> stay in the safety of your car um and then uh, the weekend after that, the 23rd, we've got the Run for Your Life 5K we discussed earlier, and that starts at 5 p.m. Where is it going to go? What's this, what's the, just, I'm just being nosy about where is it to and from. Just it's going to be, uh, they've, been, they've been working on a, a track, a running track. At around Hamlin. the Hamlin Hall? Yeah, yeah, right around the town park. If you, ever, right if you haven't the been hall. there before, there's, it's the the town of Hamlin, there's lots of space. There's plenty of parking, plenty of room for events. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that they're going to be doing that right around there. So it's right all still in the, the Hamlin Town Park. And uh, after uh, the 5K, the VFW is holding their Halloween party. So it's uh, the one Halloween event uh, that we advertise out there right now that uh, is run by a totally different organization. We're not involved in planning, but 
we participate. So bring them all uh, in. The more, the yeah, area, absolutely. You know? it's that's, like, that's, that's how I feel about stuff. Make it a big oh, carnival. Yeah. Carnival and, atmosphere. Oh yeah. And we're, our goal all along has been a community based thing. So if yeah. someone, other organization wants to do their thing and even they don't have to even be in Hamlin, we've uh, reached out to other towns. I won't name who they are uh, to uh, see if they wanted to connect their festival in some way and be advertised. And some of them mm -hmm. have declined and that's, that's, you know, their reasoning. It is what it uh, is. You know, it is what it is. Um, so, uh, but that's our goal is to expand. So uh, we will plug Joe's Fright Farm, which Joe is uh, uh, Joe McCracken. He's right in the, the Brockport area and he's got his haunted barn that he does. And it's a little business out there. And we want to see all sorts of folks coming yeah. out and enjoying themselves on the West side. What are some activities. of the organizations involved this year in this? I mean, I've been at the pleasure of interviewing a lot of interesting characters over the few the years doing this. But what are like some of the organizations involved this year? So uh, the Friends of Hamlin Rec have always been involved. Uh, the uh, RIP Ride and Peace uh, Hearst Society oh, has always been uh, <laughs> uh, a big supporter of us. Uh, this year, we've had some generous donations, and I'm really bad because I'm forgetting the name of one of them. Ah, but, welcome uh, to the club. <laughs> Re Remax Platinum was one of them. Uh, this year, and they were very generous with their their donation to help us uh, make these events happen. And um, I can probably send you the information afterwards on the other one if you want to include it as a link on your uh, on your podcast for sure. other generous give sponsor. Your, you know, give out you know. the thing too is those ride and peace people. I think one of them lives by me because there's like one road they have a hearse, but they're down by the mall already, down by uh, Greece Town, whatever you call them big mall since it reunited like east and west germany they got the haunted house up you see them but those they were fascinating it's just people it's like why do you like curses because i like curses <laughs> we might be getting a visitor here my uh my black cat holly ween is trying to jump up on the table so. <laughs> i'm surprised <laughs> we don't have i don't know where our oh no yeah I, I, he, yeah he's he's kind of locked out of the room at the moment he um can be a little bit more destructive. It's a good one. Halloween. What's that named after Easter? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, here she comes. Now, while we while we're doing <sighs> the while we have the cameo by the cat, what's your view on pumpkin carving? Are you a fancy guy? Do you keep it simple? Or like me, I just leave them uncarved. It depends. It, yeah, it depends upon my uh, my feeling. I've used a Dremel in the past to actually uh uh, carve Karen Cooper, the little girl from uh, Night of the Living Dead, into a pumpkin, just That's gradually, cool. slowly peeling away the layers so that there was like depth to the whole thing. And there's other times where I just take a kitchen knife and just saw in a traditional jack o' lantern. It's all the mood. Yeah. I love the idea of like the semi obscure, where like, for example, we used to have Halloween concerts at the Bugs Yard. And one year, the quarters dressed as the crew from the Life Aquatic with Steve's is so. And there's always the buzz where there's a lot of people going, what are they like trying to be sailors? But then you get the person, hey, that's Hans. <laughs> and you know, it's like some people are going to look at the pumpkin and go, I have no idea that it is. The other ones are just going to go, I hurt. I hurt. I hurt. I hurt. <laughs> You carve pumpkins, you bother. We we never carved pumpkins. Uh, my folks were not big fans of the pumpkin mess. So we painted them. Um, we would always do, they would, you know, give us like the the you know the the kids like watercolor paint, or the not the watercolor, but the like, you know, the the non-toxic, you know, uh, uh uh washable paints. And we'd put them, you know, just paint the pumpkins and uh just whatever we want. So but yeah, we didn't we didn't carve them. I just got my biggest one ever actually the year before my last year with my dad for Halloween. I got a fifty-two pounder, which is like the biggest one I've ever had. I never <laughs> had like one of those gargantuan ones. Wow. Whatever, but but you had said you have the haunted highway too coming up then. So yes, uh we were up to the 23rd. Halloween. So. Yep. So uh the 30th, the day before Halloween, that'll be the uh the return of the haunted highway. Uh, it's $10 per car this year uh, to go through. It's not charged per person, but per vehicle. Uh, there will be uh, uh, treat 
uh, bag, your little uh, thing at the end of it again. You want to ever um, do like a joke bag and give out candy corn? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I believe candy corn is a good decoration and is never meant to be eaten. That's my personal stance. Oh, that's, a, that's a very <laughs> controversial thing because candy corn lovers. <laughs> or the other one, candy corners still get all the candy corn they want. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody buys it, it's all over the place. Yeah, it was the thing. Like, if all else, if there's nothing, it was candy corn was a thing to eat if there was nothing else. <laughs> so I got Adriana candy corn coffee last year. She actually likes candy. Yeah, corn, which is really yeah like I said, there are people who but like so it. Really like more it. about the Honda Highway with our segue here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, my family is going to be out. Our, our theme is going to be The Purge. So, <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of the things you can look forward to uh, this year's, uh, in addition to this year's uh, Haunted Highway, is we're making use of radio. So you're actually going to be instructed to tune into a particular radio That's station crazy. as you arrive on Ooh. site. And we're going to be broadcasting over. We're going to be using the same equipment to also broadcast into the cars for the uh, the Fright Night drive-in. That's great. Uh, so, yeah. So it is kind of a little bit akin. Like you were talking about those uh, those Christmas displays, the lights where they be tuned into the station. It's along those lines again here. So we've got that added little element. So... <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know who else is doing uh, the displays and what they're going to be doing. I know that there's a number of families that have already signed up and uh, usually end up with quite the interesting mix of things. Like last year, we had a family that was dressed up as minions doing kind of cutesy stuff in one area. We tend to line it up so the, the cute stuff is on one side of the car and the spooky stuff is on the other side. So <laughs> yeah. pl- parents can plan in advance and have little the kids smaller kids. Side put it on the more friendly side you know i had the one i remember there's these haunted you stand down at uh midtown plaza they would have these haunted houses it's literally the only time i ran out of one because they had such a scary vampire and they would have live <laughs> actors doing them but the one vampire scene is like wow i fled <laughs> it was great <laughs> there are so, so many documentaries about haunted houses that i've seen you know, streaming, but the crazy years. ones now. Like, yeah, really. there's you know, these extreme ones that are kind of. I don't know if you're familiar with some of these. Oh. Where they, yeah, where they literally have to have people sign waivers, and they. Oh yeah, it's yeah, that's borderline like torture. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I, I, that's taken it too far, in my opinion. My uh, my favorite documentary on home haunting is a, a documentary called The American Scream. Yep, and it it follows a single town. Uh, in Massachusetts, and it's uh, it's three different families. I want to say it's around the Foxborough area, possibly, but I could be getting that yeah. wrong. It's been a few years since I've seen it. But each haunter and the level that they take it to. So you have like the more casual people, and then it shows this one guy who is he's not that extreme one where you have to sign a waiver, but he really takes his craft super super seriously. <laughs> and he gets he gets into the history of it that he was a Branch Davidian uh, growing up, and he wasn't allowed to celebrate Halloween, and it was something that he really felt passionate about. So as an adult and breaking free from uh, his former religion, he has really gone whole hog to the point where it's a little bit of an obsession and almost to the unhealthy point. It's yeah. a it's a really good documentary. Now the area too, you're having this in Hamlet. Isn't there some history, like some spooky history, like with haunted stuff around there? Because I know, I think Manitou Road. There's some stuff. Oh yeah, well Manitou is uh, the old the, Manitou, the, the, the name old... for an Indian spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've got that aspect of things. Uh, there's all kinds of folklore in the region, not necessarily specific to Hamlet. I've heard rumors of um, pirate treasure possibly having been buried at Devil's Nose. Um, so that's about the only one I know of for sure at Hamlin, other than also, uh, Hamlin beach was a POW camp during world war two. I don't know if you guys knew. A lot that. of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't realize that, that there was, I just found that out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, they were, but you know, it's, it's not really a spooky thing because they treated the prisoners so well that a number of them decided to stay and became part of the community there following the war. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's really interesting because there's so much lore about upstate New York, but there's one thing, and I may be totally wrong about Sleepy Hollow. What I read was was either it was Terrytown or East Terrytown. They finally changed the name back to Sleepy Hollow some time ago. 
That is correct. Yeah. Uh, late 90s, I want to say, or like around uh, probably 99 or maybe 2000, uh, they realized that, you know, seeing the success of places like uh, Salem, uh, which Salem didn't really have a tourist industry until uh, season, what was it, four maybe of Bewitched, when they did the, <laughs> the season where they went to Salem. That's when the tourism actually took off, was in the 70s. It took oh. that long for Salem to get that they industry. Have a, they would stay with bronze and Samantha there, I think. They do, yeah, because they really owe a debt to that show. And um, yeah, so uh, I think that probably was part of the inspiration for them to change the name back to, to Sleepy Hollow in that region. And they've done wonders with it. I'm actually going to be uh, missing uh, the second event of next month because I'm going to be in Sleepy Hollow and Salem and Gloucester. I haven't been don't in lose, Don't lose your head over these things, Tom. <laughs> so I, I know it's been a while since you've seen me last, but I actually have the Headless Horseman of Sleepy oh, wow, Hollow tattooed awesome. wow. on, my, on my arm. Awesome. <laughs> oh, it looks a little like Nightmare. It looks like Nightmare Doctor <laughs> Strange a little bit. I, wanna, I really want to go one year after COVID when my health is back. They have that Jack O'Blaze up by like troy oh yeah pumpkins and everything my friend kim and i want to meet up there and go to it it's just right now i'm sort of like hampered for a while i am the the ghost of halloween this year myself in a way (laughs) i was a ghost for a while about a month ago so (laughs) so everything else but there's so much lore you have to remember like the native tribes got screwed so much and butchered in western new york i'm sure there's a lot of folklore about that about haunted lands and Oh yeah, there's I read tons so much. I'll go by a risky. I'll go by a place to go. Well, they screwed them here. They screwed them here. It's like yeah. sign this treaty here. You know, yeah. have a donut. We'll take your land. <laughs> so around here, I mean, we've got a Jack the Ripper suspect that's buried in Holy yeah. Sepulchre oh, Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You've got. Uh, let's see. Um, there's the Iris Stout murder case, which I could sit here and do a whole podcast you episode it, with you, you talking it, uh, about that nutshell, basically. To- Get the oh. interest salivating. It, we'll it, it is, you bring it later <laughs> for another one. It is, it is a case of, uh, um, it's a murder case, only a single victim. Uh, the murder what just went so hilariously wrong for the people who plotted the murder that it's just a, a total karmic butt kicking for the, the villains <laughs> in the story. And things over the next few months after they were caught, and the trial and awaiting execution, all the things that went wrong for Iris Stout, the murderer in this case. It's just a, it's a very darkly humorous story. Uh, I'm friends with a local historian, Rick Squires, and we've joked a number of times about turning it into a, a, a musical play called Stout with an exclamation Maybe point. Maybe we can grab him and get him on the show down the line and do one about it a little bit. Yeah, I'd but love to have. Uh, I just Rick, picture uh, now. Okay, when Malik Evans comes into office, I have it. Malik, listen to me if you're listening to this. Rochester, home of the garbage plate and Jack the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, you know, something to think about. So, Why not? <laughs> uh, so actually, I've got a, a recent story to share with you. So uh, Francis Tumulty, I mentioned he's buried in uh, Lot 13 of the old section of Holy Sepulchre. Uh, in that old section is also where uh, rattlesnake Pete Gruber is buried. And he was a local eccentric who had this museum slash shop that he uh, he had rattlesnakes that he raised in there. Have you ever heard of him? I've heard the name. Have you rattlesnake I've heard the name somehow? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he very, very cool guy, you know, for his time period, a former boxer, I believe. Uh, the local gangs that would shake down businesses for protection money. They were scared of him because he had these huge dogs. He had a shop that was full of rattlesnakes and a mummy and stuff. And he was just, you know, a kind of a brawny guy. And uh, the first people that came around messed with him. He beat them up and threw them out into the alleyway. <laughs> um, and uh, he's buried in Holy Sepulchre. And I had the experience, thanks to uh, my job, uh, to actually see some of his articles. So I work at the Rochester Museum and Science Center and only about 5% of the historical collection is actually on display at any given time. Oh yeah. The majority of it is held in vaults where we have to preserve it, you know, at the right temperatures, the right humidities and stuff, making sure that nothing bad happens to these items. So in one of the the vaults, the history vault, we have got Rattlesnake Pete's jacket which is made of snake skin. And we've got some of his dog collars also made of snake skin and uh, one of his hats. And guess what it's made of? 
snakeskin. Oh man, you figured it out. Oh, and uh, we also had we also wow. We also had, thank we you also for have, being here. <laughs> you know what? We also have one of his cigars too, uh, which is in the little box to protect it. I imagine <laughs> you know after hundred you know hundred plus years, it's uh, yeah. probably not faring the best in there. But uh, we do what we can to preserve these things. So. That's great. We need to do more local history yeah. and everything because there's so much interesting stuff, so many interesting stories in upstate New York. You know, yeah. that yeah. a lot of people just don't realize it's like a gold mine for stuff. Yeah, but well, you mentioned that you did a great segue, Tom. You, what's the museum doing for October? Aren't they doing some? Yeah, actually, uh, the, the museum is going to be doing something on Halloween itself. Uh, we're having family fun night, tricks and treats at the RMSC. And it's going to be taking place from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. There's going to be trick or treat stations through the museum. There's going to be uh, some spooky science demonstrations. Uh, I imagine Ooh. Tim and Mark will probably be doing that. There's some yeah. real characters if you haven't had a chance to meet them yet. But we'll see if we can get them style. on sometime. Oh, Tim Collie still Tim, yeah, that's, yeah. that's oh, Tim yeah. Collie. Yeah, I, uh, yes. I, I worked there years ago in one of the early incarnations of the theater program there. I did a, about a year of doing awesome uh, playing Archimedes. Uh, uh, in the did you do it demonstrations, I, <laughs> well, I, I wore this toga and I walked and it walked around being Archimedes and talking about you know water displacement and stuff like that and levers, and uh, you know I'm a big guy and sometimes the kids would try and jump on me, <laughs> and I'm in a toga I'm playing Archimedes and I uttered a phrase that I don't think anyone has ever said in the history of time is that Archimedes is not a ride, <laughs> and. Uh, that is uh, one of my catchphrases uh, to this it's day. A good one. Oh yeah, t- uh, t- uh, Tim Colley and Mark, the two of them make it really Mark interesting. Mark Elmikander. Uh, I, I believe that is. I yeah. his last name. I think so. I think, I think um, they were, they were yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Um, yep. The two of them every day about twelve thirty, I'll hear an explosion because they're they're <laughs> ex- doing a demo, you know, for you know, science demonstration for the kids. It's like, it's like those movies you see where you're in high school and you hear the other room it's blowing up. Yeah. Oh, that's my that's my every day. Uh, it's always an interesting uh, you know time coming into work because uh, I'll hear the kids from the charter school playing on kazoo's, uh, kazoo's and banging on drums and stuff. I'll hear explosions, any number of things that are just part of the experience of being on the RMSC campus. I, I'm very big, basis. especially yeah. these days. We see, especially in these times, the anti-science people. I'm like, there's a war on science by some people, and I think. I try. I'm like a big cheerleader for promoting science. And I think that's the key is to bring the kids in. And I try my best. I'm an amateur. I read. I do what I can. But I became a liberal arts major because I sucked at it. So, you know, and I was (laughs) in astronomy as a a hobby. But I think the key is, you you know, it sounds sometimes science. Uh Uh-oh, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be dry. You bring them in and show it's fun and the wonders of the universe. It's amazing universe and natural world. You get people hooked. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. we're talking about fun science stuff. They're going to be during this Halloween event. They're going to be making eyeball slime. They're nice. going to be experimenting with potion bottles. They're going to create a flying ghost in a cup and Larry the H2O hero. How are they going to make them in a cup? It could be like a like one of those ships in a bottle. This intrigues me. I'm not sure because it's uh, that's the education team that's behind all of this. So uh, I'm not quite in the know because I'm facilities and operations. Uh, my team helps support all of these creative folks and creating this, you know, these environments and making them as safe as possible. So this event wow. is going to be, you know, socially distanced. Masks are always encouraged in there. Uh, yeah, just making Plus, sure you should have a, safe a thing too. We used to do this. We had rare shows, but my friend Adriana, we put a couple of shows on. What we would do is we would give like little mini prizes out for like the best mask. Garvey does the most creative mask. Sweet. Gets like Good a job. bag of candy corn or something. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, yeah. We had like I one of the persons I respect most in the city is my friend Danny Deutsch owns Abilene. He hit from the beginning. He closed. He cut <laughs> off events and said, you know, no, safety's first. And when he had people over, he said he was the first he demanded vax papers, masks, Excellent. everything else and everything else. And that's the way right. you do it. It wasn't like, and you know, he's struggling, but you know, that's why you support it because he's doing the right thing mm-hmm. and we're right. doing the right thing here. We realize, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, unlike the, the loonies who I had demonstrating by Ridge Road, this isn't a hoax. 
<laughs> right. You know, and right. everything else. It's not it's not like the sniffles either. I've known people who've died from it and Oh yeah. Yeah, we lost a, a member of the scream team oh. uh during COVID. <laughs> um yeah, um Matt, uh who was a member of our team, uh lost his life. He was only 39 years old, had two young oh. sons. I had Jimmy Highsmith Jr., my good friend on, and he he won't do interviews. He did it because he knows Andy's safe. We're going to not have anything, you know, all vaccinated. He says he knows 10 people who died from COVID. So it's, get vaccinated, idiots. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah, please yeah. do. And I, you know. It's not a political thing either, okay? You don't have to be on one side or other. It's the same thing. That Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Like about that, you know, when you talk about the anti-science movement, it's just like, it is if you if you dig deep into all these things you find something that has nothing to do with science that is at the heart of it it's based on somebody's one particular axe to grind against something that usually winds up being completely unrelated you know right. and 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 the problem is you get these you know huge public health concerns get caught in the middle of this nonsense and you know from the outside looking in it's just, it just looks like idiocy. And then when you dig closer, it's just, it, to me, it's just very insidious, you know, and I'm not, I'm certainly by no means a conspiracy theorist, um, you, you know, and, and that's not even a good word to use. It's just like, it, it's like a side effect of certain belief systems, you know, it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a catch-all thing to grab as many people you know, uh, to support whatever you're actually trying. You to can do. look it up online. I could say like Tom Gleason is the Antichrist. Look it up on Google. You're there. You know, <laughs> or like or like about us two. We're gonna blow the world up with yeah. our. You know, you know, I got my three dragons and yes, <laughs> everything else. You can't, yeah, that's you know. You, I should dress as Daenerys for this. <laughs> So uh, we, uh, I don't want to forget about this because no, make sure we get uh, a lot of a, a lot of a lot of people uh, are, I think, are not aware that the Coming Nature Center is also part of the Rochester Museum and Science Center. That's true. Yeah, they're down in Naples, New York, and uh, they actually have a Halloween event that's coming up as well uh, oh, on the twenty cool. third of October. They're going to have the Forest After Dark. And uh, it's going to be a half mile long uh, hike through the woods in the evening. Um, and it's cool. not going to be terribly scary, but there's going to be a cast of characters that are going to help the public discover the secrets of nocturnal life and develop their sensory skills. And then hot wow. cider and donuts are going to be available after the hike. Oh, that's cool. That's I know cool. like yeah. best I get is on my deck. We get all those weird moths and stuff at night. I love looking at the nightlight when it comes out, all the strange colored moths oh. and all the weird insects and everything. So um, it's just it, like it's going back to the, you know, the fact that I work at this museum and I get to work with these fascinating uh, people that are there. And I, I'm constantly learning things. So one of the things I learned recently uh, is that fireflies, uh, you can tell what species of firefly Ooh. it is based on what level it is flying at. So oh. it's, almost, it's almost like air traffic control. Like there's different breeds of them and some of them fly down like a foot off the ground maybe and some of them fly at three foot off the ground and some of them don't even fly at all uh, uh, but yeah I was, wow. I, we were joking about air traffic control like you know hey, hey sorry yeah. you're the wrong species get get it in your own lane sir <laughs> <laughs> that's right too high you get them you get them the right year by me if you go for a walk like there's a little like woods by my house if you go at the right time of the year it looks like christmas lights they're all in the bushes and everything yeah, is there awesome. oh yeah but that's the other thing. I always use the term gateway drugs for being good gateway drugs. And I always said for me, the planetarium was my gateway to science. Oh, and yeah, I got to yeah. get back there. I've been because of COVID, my dad, everything else. I haven't been. And I talked to Hillary about it, like how oh, I got to come down there. But how is the planetarium doing now? Planetarium is doing great. In fact, uh, Steve Fentress, he's the director of the planetarium. He uh, just rode on one of those zero G flights last weekend. Uh, they've got oh. one of those available in the Rochester area right now. I would keep um, the vomit oh, on it. Uh, yeah. Yep, that's exactly it. And no, there was, just, no, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. There, there was, there was some lost lunches during this thing, but uh, Steve, Steve uh, did his review afterwards, and it was a, a very dignified affair. And of course, I would expect that from Steve. Very scientific. Uh, they took him through different levels of gravity. So they started off with Mars, and then they moved their way on to what the gravity would be like on the Moon, and then the last three. Uh, 
you know, they just rise up basically a hill in the air almost, and then they come plunging down. They took them into zero G three different times. No, after that. yeah, do it. that's cool. <laughs> and one thing I, we can't see it, but could you behind you for our fans out there who can't say we're privileged to see you have quite the autograph collection. You have a couple of favorite pieces or some story behind one that might be interesting. <laughs> Putting you on the uh, spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, my autograph collection. It's mostly uh, I'd say about twenty five percent of it is from Night of the Living Dead because that's my. It almost my looks like Colin film. Clive. I think I have to be wrong. Is it? It looks like Colin Clive, but it can't be. Is it? Well, I'm not sure which one you're looking at. This one. Yeah. That is, um, oh, shoot, uh, Jeffrey Combs. Oh, oh, that, yeah, now I get that, it. Now I yeah, see as soon as you said yeah, it. that's how he appeared in um, The Frighteners. Oh, uh, that is such a great movie. That is, yeah, such a that's, a, that's a fun movie. movie. Uh, let's see, out of the autographs I've got here, you won't be able to see it on display, but I, I do have an autographed comic book that was signed by um, uh, the Crow author and artist, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Barr, yeah, and yeah. it's signed to Kevin Smith. So it's from one celebrity to another. <laughs> it's the only autograph I've got that's not personalized to you know, one of my family members or myself. Um, I've is got that, is that uh, Doug Jones down at the bottom there on the right? Oh, uh, this guy right here, that's yeah, Camden that... Toy. He played oh, uh, no, yes, one of yes. the, the gentleman on yes, Buffy. Yes, okay. Uh, right above him, one of those famous uh, we got, guys. Uh, Mike from the Blair Witch Project, which <sighs> when I met him, it was shortly after the film came out. And I said, you know, if you guys at any point had just stopped crisscrossing the, the creek and had just followed the creek, it would eventually lead you out of the woods. You're man after my own heart. Same thing and I thought. So he signed it. Go the thanks, way they told him to go. <laughs> he, he signed it. Thanks for the advice. It didn't work anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, let's see. Um, what else we got up there? I mean, obviously, like all the Night of the Living Dead, some of the the, the folks, on, uh, unfortunately, are no longer with us uh, from from any of those. I've got my um, Linda Blair. That was one of the, the very first autographs oh, wow. I ever got. Um, I was living out in uh, the Rome, Utica area at that point in time. And uh, there was a guy named Bob Martin. who was an effects artist that used to work on Dark Shadows and oh, wow. on Chud. And uh, he did a haunted house out there and uh, (laughs) he was very generous and he allowed uh, my friend and I that were writing a zine at the time to uh, interview Kane Hodder and himself. Oh, wow. And uh, that was that was a really interesting experience where uh, Kane, we wound up uh, talking about the OJ trial because that was a current thing at that point in time. (laughs) And he actually knew people that were involved. Uh, The lead from killer clowns from outer space was actually one of the witnesses in the OJ trial. And I think a lot of folks didn't realize that because he had a connection to uh, Cato Kalin. Let's see. There's some, uh, there's a Tom Sullivan autograph, autograph piece, uh, one of his art pieces. Tom has uh, been a huge uh, support in the past uh, when I've done filmmaking. Um, the very first film I ever directed, a short film, uh, it was a Lovecraftian comedy. Uh, it premiered in Ohio and he sat down right next to my wife and I, not knowing I was the director of the film that he was there to see. And uh, he got into conversation with us afterwards. And the film has some stop motion animation. And that's one of the things he's known for. And uh, uh, so we got to know him through that. Uh, and he's just been a super, super nice guy. Uh, he ended up calling our animator shortly afterwards because our animator wasn't able to make it to the showing in Ohio and uh, made Gil's day by calling him up and praising his, uh, his artistry <laughs> with stop motion. Wow. And it was Gil's first time animating at that point. Um, let's see. Of course, my George Romero. Uh, some of the recent ones, I just recently got, uh, Greg Nicotero, uh, I got to meet him down, uh, in, oh, wow. uh, Monroeville mall, uh, during one of the living dead weekends. And that's where I they finally... filmed the mall and like the living dead yeah. for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dawn the, I mean, Dawn, Dawn yeah, me. yeah. The original Dawn. Yeah. So, but yeah. Awesome. It's a way of life. I love it. It's like you get into it and it hooks you in and. Yeah, I, I am peeved about Blair Witch. I have the same thing as you about follow. Yeah. I kept going, follow the creek, follow the creek. But <laughs> they would say they were under the witch's spell. Oh, and, yeah. And that's the excuse. They should have just offered the witch's Snickers bar, told her to relax and chill yeah. out and everything <laughs> else. You know, but just thanks a lot, as always. We want to, yeah, we'll find out. We'll try to be on site. 
Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. Uh, yeah. Just uh, reach out to Anki if uh, any of the events appeal to you for doing a live broadcast. Yes, and, I can't uh, we'll run, make arrangements. but I can scare. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll you guys... talk about. We'll but see if you could like recap a little best you can. We'll put the we'll put obviously the links on how to get mm-hmm. to it. But when the events are really quick and how to get a hold of you, how to like your site and everything else. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, you can amazingly find us on uh, Facebook, the Hamlin's Halloweenathon uh, on Facebook, and uh, of course the the Hamlin Recreation page, Hamlin uh, New York uh, dot gov, I believe. Yeah, that would be it. One at yeah. gov. Yeah. yeah, And the museum, Rochester Museum and Science Center for those just go on their site rmsc.org and if you're looking for uh signing up for the uh the trick-or-treats uh it's uh add ffn to your search because that's the family fun night ah, okay. now we'll see if we can get somebody on the show maybe but you know it's like people are busy if we can we can we can't we'll promote it anyways that's what yeah, we're here for that's what we do you know and that's what we do <laughs> it'll right. be very fun to be back in the saddle doing some of these again yeah, and I think it's going to be lots of fun. And I really credit you and everybody for the dedication. That's what you get some dedicated people to do. I'm very big about promoting what's good in the community. And it's a good thing. Yeah, it really is. It's something it's positive. Unless people disappear, you're like cooking people in the back, like Motel Hell or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to be involved. <laughs> no, nothing like that. No, but it's right. great and very cool talking to you. We'll see you. Same here. I still I have anesthesia uh, hangover, so I still goof stuff up and have weird dreams. But I've been thinking oh. I've been going. It's October. No, it's October next week. And that's one shout yeah. out I'll do is coming up. It's back uh, October 1st. Haunted Hoekstein. Stop down if you can. It's a great event. Great artists. Great work. It's one of my fun events of the year. So stop down if you can, I suppose, or not, <laughs> you know, no force, you know, if you have free will, <laughs> but thanks oh, a lot. You know what, actually, no, I, before don't we forget, go, don't I just, I just remembered one more thing too, unrelated to any of these, but Eat since it beats. involves our friend, Kurt Markham, who's been on your show in the oh, past, yeah. and it also involves uh, Chaos the Clown, uh, the 26th of October, I believe it is. At Movies 10, they're going to be showing Clowns in the Woods, which I'm sure your listeners will be familiar with from a previous oh, from podcast. Our, our relic. Yeah, and the thing is, we want to get our evil clown, but he couldn't make it because he had to work. Yeah. Or so he says, I don't want to know what he's covering <laughs> up for. You know, we sign waivers. We just have guests. We're not responsible for... Uh, but we want. We always... He's a friend of the show. We just It's a matter of timing with the schedule. You know, to get them on. We'll see oh, yeah, absolutely. On before that. But yeah, if you want to support a locally made horror film, uh, that'll be showing at Movies Ten. What cool. is it? Okay, before we, leave, what is it about clowns? We have to, you know, why are they flipping whacked where people are just coolrophobia, man? It's a, I, it's a phobia. You know, it's, a, it's a natural fear for a lot of folks. I mean, it's I, hard to yeah. tell the facial expression. Uh, so yeah. I think there's a, there's a there's a thing with people where we rely on looking at each other's facial expression to determine whether there's a danger or not. Mm-hmm. And when that facial expression is masked through makeup, you know, or COVID, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's and, a primal, it makes, it's a primal it makes, instinctual kind of thing with a lot of. Yeah. And I think it goes back to me, Lon Cheney, Lon Cheney Senior, like that. The comedy tragedy, there's something just weird about it, like laugh, clown, laugh. Like, it's supposed yeah. to be funny, but there's something like the Joker, yeah. where there's just, ew. <laughs> well, you know who you know who doesn't like hearing about that is clowns. <laughs> They're clowns. Uh, there's been a huge backlash from the clowning community about, about, you know, promoting clowns is scary, but, you know. Well, that, that's, that happens with it anything. Is. It's just yeah. like sharks, you know, largely are misunderstood after Jaws. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, sharks, that, sharks, sharks freak me out. That's one of my things that yeah. freaks me out. But I, I know logically they're not as much of a danger as they're presented. It's like exactly. planes. Yeah. It's like me and planes. I think every time I go on a trip, it's at the end. But logically, you know, the chances are more likely to get struck by lightning. But yeah. you get it in your head. Well, a shark's like a big thing that doesn't want to hurt you, but it can hurt you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like anything else. Stay away from up, wild animals. 
look up on YouTube uh, the uh, was it uh, Good Mythical Morning guys. They did a uh, a music video called Clown Shark. That is totally <laughs> a, a riot. Did he eat what he thought was funny? <sighs> oh, it, it's it's hilarious. I, I we've got a um, a former roommate uh, named Gail that is terrified of both clowns and sharks. She does not find that video. Well, there was, funny a, there at was all. a movie called Santa Jaws where the shark went around with a Santa Claus hat on. Yeah, look right. it up. It's real. It is. Yeah. I saw a few minutes of it. Um, I have a tradition with my buddy Sean of watching a bad movie on uh, New Year's Eve every year. And we tried uh, doing that film, streaming it so we could both be safely apart watching it online. But unfortunately, Amazon Prime was skipping around a little too much. Last so one I watched, I'll, I'll, I'll do a shout out Bigfoot versus the Illuminati. <laughs> Pure brilliance, but it's been great seeing you. Yeah, again. It was yeah it's good. been it good hanging out with you guys. Uh, yeah. Anything else we can? We didn't forget anything, I don't think. No, I, no, think, I think we've managed to jam everything. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, go down to Halloween <laughs> Town. <laughs> Already. Everything. All right. We'll be down there and say hi. And have yes, a, yes, well, yeah, we'll have a safe and happy October. You too. Yes, we need it. Good luck. Thanks, good luck. man. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.